The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the US? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. OddsCrowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through playoffs. We've got there, we've made it, we're into October. It's been a long old season, uh, but we got there and it's been fantastically exciting all along the way uh, and plenty more to look forward to. Uh, I've got a bit of a spring in my step. You can tell my uh, joie de vivre uh, for the MLB playoffs is at an all-time high. And here to share in the enthusiasm, all the way from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, good evening slash afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. We we made it to the finish line of the regular season. I'm not sure where I'm more surprised that we made it or we didn't kill each other through this first season together. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? I feel like yes. uh, yeah, at various points we were we were on little heaters, and then there was various weeks where we couldn't pick our nose for. Uh, for one reason or another, but yeah, it's been it's been loads of fun, and it's been a really good fun season as well. I think mm-hmm. obviously having the shortened season, everyone was ready for a for a one sixty a one sixty two game season, yeah, um, and it hasn't disappointed at all uh, to the point that um, at what eleven o'clock last night over here, uh, I was still sweating on uh, still sweating bets and <laughs> still sweating. Um, uh, division winners and wild cards and all sorts. Yeah, it was an incredible day yesterday of uh, baseball. You know, it was a lot of exciting stuff happened over the weekend. I know we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, this was, I think, first time in a long time where we had the final day of the regular season being, I think, really meaningful, especially with, like, division winners. Right? We, the NL West, we talked about a lot all season. That came down pretty much to the last day. The AL wild card was the big thing that we were, were all had our eyes on, especially in the Slack channel. Yeah. Um, you know, we had an eye and we were talking about this for weeks and weeks uh, on our, on our episodes that the AL wild card is going to be a fun race. And then, you know, two division races that literally do, like we said, came down to the last week. So, you know, a lot of good stuff happened over the season. It was an incredible season. Like you mentioned, um, you know, a lot of, you know, surprises, disappointments. I know we'll do a season wrap up show later on, uh, just to kind of give our final thoughts when when we get to the World Series or, or after the World Series, but um, as far as what happened this past weekend, uh, you know, I, you, as a as a baseball fan, I don't think you could have been any happier. Unless your team didn't make it, sorry. 
Yeah, that was the thing. Um, there were quite a lot of twists and turns, but actually everybody kind of finished the weekend as you were. They, they finished where they started. So the yeah. teams that led going into uh, into the weekend held their position, although at various times, uh, obviously the Red Sox were behind um, quite a way. For, was it 5-2 or 5-1 last night for a little while? Uh, before yeah. they locked it up in the seventh, and mm-hmm. uh, the Yankees um, were pushed all the way uh, by the Rays. That was a real knife edge last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto held their end of the bargain. Yep. Um, Seattle fell a little bit short um, just last night in the game, but I mean, they've absolutely excelled. Um, so they, if anyone was going to fall short, you might have thought it was them. Um, but yeah, although there were bits of a bit of a roller coaster about it, uh, most teams finished where they'd started. Uh, the week and the weekend. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it was crazy that the last team that was kind of left to secure the wild card spot was the Red Sox. I think um, the, I think like maybe five or 10 minutes before uh, we had the go ahead home run by Devers uh, Yankees, like you mentioned, walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. And then, um, you know, it was pretty much down to either if it was going to be the Reds or we're going to have a game 163 between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays or the Red Sox were going to come back and win that game. And uh, rightfully so they did. And, and now we're set up for a very, very fun uh, AL wildcard game that will happen Tuesday. Yeah, I think the Yankees rode their look a little bit last night as well, walking off. They only had one hit, I yeah. think, going into the eighth inning. It's not like they were sort of knocking on the door and leaving mm-hmm. runners in scoring position and what have you. Um, yeah, they got one hit, but they got it done. And that's what good teams do. Um so what we're going to do tonight, moving off, we'll have a little, a little run through of our picks because we did make some picks on uh, on Thursday night. A little run run through of our picks uh, that happened over the weekend. Yeah, and then we'll have a look at the playoffs. We'll, we're going to have a little review of some of the picks we put out pre-season, uh, some of the good ones and some of the not-so-good ones. Although, actually, uh, it's been fairly positive. Um, and then we'll get stuck into uh, the main event tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox in that AL wild card game. Uh, so we'll get that done before we come back later in the week uh, with more playoff stuff. So um, picks-wise, um, it was a bit... I mean, we were kind of sort of pissing in the wind a little bit, trying to make these picks on games where um, there was either nothing at stake and you you had a bit of a lean. I got handicapped a couple um, and got one incredibly wrong uh, on Saturday, which was the... It was just funny, actually. There's something you get so wrong that it just... Uh, You've got no option but to shrug your shoulders and smile about, um, <laughs> which is um, Antonio Senzatella and Zach Gallen, Rockies were the Di- uh, Diamondbacks. I went for the first five under, and um, it was over five before there were um, six outs, bottom of the first. Um, the D-backs <laughs> came out and scored six in the first innings. So <clears> I messaged <throat> you pretty much straight away. That was about seven minutes old, that bet, um, and that one died on its arse. Uh, so that wasn't a big problem. Um, and the dog... I got lucky, really, because what I'd planned on was um, the Dodgers not having anything to play for last night. Yeah. Um, but the Giants had kept it by losing again. The Giants had kept it exciting. Um, but I got away with it by virtue of the old pitching change. Uh, Bryanson started in place of Freddie Peralta. Uh, so that was a no-go. Um, yourself, Munaf, you had, a, you had one of everything. You had, a, you had a loss and a win. Yeah, I came up a little bit up on the weekend as far as our picks. Um, you know, I guess you could say the luck was on my side for this game. Uh, I'll start with my dog. That was the win. Uh, Saturday, Cubs, first five innings, money line. Um, the uh, the Cardinals, I believe, had a one nothing lead or a 2 nothing lead into the fifth inning. And 
Um, long story short, you know, Cubs got the bases loaded, two outs. Uh, Trace Thompson comes up and hits a grand slam for the uh, for the Cubs in that top of that five, uh, top of the fifth inning. Got a little interesting in the bottom of the fifth, but I believe the Cubs got out of it with a double play, and, and we got that one across the board. I believe that price was around plus one forty or plus one forty five in that range. Nice. Um, and then the lock, um, uh, and the Dodgers bats were hot all weekend and they, you know, pretty much all through the last week of the season they were. And, um, I had the under in the Corbin Burns and the, uh, Julio Urias matchup between the Dodgers and the Brewers. Um, you know, that, that one kind of went up in flames within the first couple of innings. I think the Dodgers came out swinging, um, carried over their hot bats. I feel like that whoever they were going to face, whether it was a Corbin Burns or, or Braden Woodruff or or Willie Peralta, even if you would have pitched, uh, they were going to get to them. So the game ended eight to three. I had the under seven, seven, seven. I blocked it up at seven and a half the night before. Uh, the line did move in my favor because it got down to seven, but at the end of the day, it, it ended up as a loss. So I'm um, glad to end the season coming up on the on our picks for the regular season. But uh, hopefully, like you've mentioned offline, that we're going to have a red hot, um, red hot playoffs uh, run here as we start the playoffs. Yeah, we're going to crush these playoffs. I mean, if I can feel it, I'm, uh, I am full of uh, confidence, uh, which can only be a good thing. Um, to tidy up a little bit of housekeeping on our tally site picks, then we would have what, a, <laughs> what an incredible effort. Um, I was just <laughs> laughing at the fact that I have handicapped 2,100, sorry, 2,428 games um, over the course of the season. Um, yeah, and I think we all did okay. We, we finished very actual uh, similar marks. Yeah. Uh, me, you, uh, Will, and Nick, round about 54 to 56%. Um, I finished exactly 200 games over 500, which I think sounds better than 55%. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, 1314 over 1114. Um, so 200 out of 1300. Um, the, the algorithm or the maths even um, have me down at losing $400 to a $10 stake which is about $2.50 per day. Um, but I think, Moon off in my defence, that's on the tally side notes. If you shopped around and found the best price, I reckon it would be a little bit ahead. Um, and then I was like, the people who are top of that league, I mean, they're not even trying. There's people who've handicapped, they've got a record of kind of 97 and 60. I mean, yeah. well, who's handicapping 160 games, one a day? Two and a half thousand <laughs> games, Moon off. That's what we want to handicap. Uh, so I'm absolutely delighted to have finished ahead. It's been, it's been attritional stuff. Um, but it's almost been a bit of a, a bit of a personal challenge that I feel like uh, I feel like going through. But yeah, we did all right, I think. And um, you see that the leagues the league tables look a little bit lopsided because there's people in there who've picked a couple yeah. of dozen games, kind of thing. Uh, and there's not many uh, who like us have consistently mm-hmm. uh, consistently been over fifty percent just about every week. Yeah, I think we learned a lot, you know, picking on Tally's site that you know gets embedded on our website there, but uh, you know. Tally side, it's great because, it, like, like you mentioned, it breaks down all the numbers for us as far as money meters and, you know, how much we're made over the season and things like that. But by far, I mean, by far, we picked about 20 to 30 times or maybe I think about a, <laughs> no, 100 times more games than some of the other handicappers on that website. So, you know, the motto is for SGPN and that we pick every single game. But I, I think the more important lesson for us is that we learned a lot. And I think the biggest thing for us is that, you know, when we had Dave on, he, he pointed us in the direction of September dogs. And I think that's probably yeah. a great way for, you know, if you're, if your money meter is, um, 
it's kind of at the very negative September is a month where you can kind of bring it back. And if you pick every single dog, then I think that, you know, it could probably get back to even, maybe even get you up a little bit because when we were tracking it, there were some huge dogs cashing in North of yeah. plus 200 plus 250. So, you know, we learned a lot, you know, hopefully we can carry that into the playoffs and then into next season. So, um, you know, it, it was a good time in tally site. So definitely check out tally site. A lot of great stuff happening over there. Yeah. I also think that, um, we picked every game just money line where yeah. we had that run. For example, we were taking run line, a load of those wins that we've had. We talked about lo- losing $400 over the course of the season. Yeah. Um, those run line bets, Houston, when we were onto it, um, and a lot of those, when we were taking, we were having to take minus 350 about maybe the Dodgers to, to beat the Rangers or something like that. They would have been um, run line bets and certainly would have boosted our profits. Like, exactly. um, But yeah, we, we, um, we just chose to go on the money line. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was ways and means. So I absolutely think uh, they they were positive results. Um, just before we uh, move on a little bit, I wanted to shout out the winner of the SGPN Fantasy League because um, I know there's quite a lot of listeners played in that. Yeah. Um, it, that was attritional as well. I think I, I commissioned this, uh, and I think I probably made a mistake, Moonaf, in doing daily roster changes because it, it, it rewarded people for turning up. Which is fine. Like rule number one in any fantasy league you play in is know the rules. Yeah. Like, uh, and I made everyone agree to daily roster changes, and I didn't really think it through because if you weren't out of bed at a certain time to snap up all the starting pitches, yeah, you were you were miles behind. And so Cody Zeeb, who won, um, was onto this. It was an absolute. It was like the Oklahoma land rush trying to get a starting pitcher um, <laughs> first thing in the morning. Uh, when when waivers were open. Uh, so Cody Z won anyway. He did really well. Uh, Nick Dant uh, of this parish finished second. And I clung on to third. I guiltily clung on to third place. Uh, so I was happy with that. So well done, everyone who picked up some money and thank everybody for playing. And uh, we'll run again this season. So look out for that. Uh, sorry, next season we run again. Um, but we'll uh, I'll tweak the rules, Moon off. So there's probably maybe weekly changes or we do a draft and hold or something. Um, I was just going to run through the... Uh, pre, some of the preseason um, podcast picks that we made, some of the official picks yeah. that we made, Go for um, it. some because we we talked about the overs and unders mm-hmm. maybe about a month ago. We looked at the ones that were still in the balance. Yeah. Um, so I've gone through all the numbers on those as well because we we've got lots to come to. Um, our World Series pick is still live. Uh, it mine was the New York Yankees at plus five fifty, so that's still good. Um, but as far as the overs and unders, we ended up six and four, Moonaf. Uh, which is okay. Um, and yeah, at least we got Boston. Um, the line was at 80 and a half. We said 85, finished 92. So we were well ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Chicago White Sox horribly wrong. Um, we had them under 91 and a half, finished at 93. We got the Kansas City Royals right. Uh, line was 71 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, we had them at 77, came in 74. Um, we got Oakland right. The line was 87 and a half. We said 83, but it came in at 86. So it was tight, but we got there. We got Texas miles wrong. We got mm-hmm. Atlanta, Moonaf, on the money. The line was 91 and a half. We said 88. It came in at 88. There we go. Uh, so that was handy. Um, and then in the NL Central, we got the Cardinals wrong. Uh, we had the under 86 and a half. They finished on 90. We got Cincinnati wrong. We had the under 81 and a half. Finished 83. That was close. But then we got Pittsburgh, right? One of the bums, uh, 57 and a half. 
and they finished on uh, 61. We had the over in there. So, yeah, six winners, four losers. Oh, sorry, we had the Dodgers wrong as well. Uh, it was the 10th one. Uh, we had them under on 102.5, obviously finished at a staggering 106. So, yeah, we went six and four. We gave out one divisional pick as an official play, which was the Brewers, plus 260, uh, a 13 to five winner there. And then into some of the player props, uh, the NL Cy Young, DeGrom injured miles away. The home run leader, uh, Suarez, Betts and Moustakas with the players miles away. Um, AL Rookie of the Year was Ryan Mountcastle we gave out at 12 to 1. Well, he's still the same price. In fact, I think he's 11 to 1 on the book I, um, on the book I looked at. So he's, he's unlikely to win, but it wasn't a bad pick. He held his value. Um, the stolen base leader, the advice was to lay uh, Adalberto Mondesi, uh, if you could. If you could get on an exchange website, uh, which we can use in this country, uh, was to take on Mondesi. Uh, we didn't think he would win that, and injury prevented him. And then an MVP was Fernando Tatis. We gave out at nine to one, uh, and that's still live, but round about plus ten. So we're in a good position there. So I think Moonaf, uh, on the whole, um, profit to be made there. Um, six for ten on the over unders, and then some fancy prices um, on the on the player props. Uh, not to mention we uh, we haven't quite got to the Robbie Ray and show here Otani picks as well. Uh, Robbie Ray was a funny one because on Thursday night I was panicking <laughs> that Zach Wheeler was going to go for the Phillies and beat him. Robbie Ray had a one strikeout lead. Uh, and then I was at work on Saturday night. And while I was busy working, you sent me the magical message saying that Zach Wheeler wasn't down as the uh, slated probable starter. Yeah, I, uh, we, yeah, well, like you mentioned, we were talking about this on Thursday, is that uh, Zach Wheeler was kind of slated to start on Sunday, but it kind of really didn't make sense for them to start because the Phillies at that point didn't have nothing to uh, play for because they got what swept by the Braves yeah. and their playoff um, uh, playoff hopes were over at that point. So uh, yeah, we were keeping an eye on this. I think on Friday night or Saturday morning, I looked at the schedule of pitchers again. And at that point it said undecided for the Phillies. I was like, okay, well then at this point, he's probably not going to uh, pitch. So let's see what the, what it says on uh, Sunday morning, and lo and behold, you know they didn't. They decided not to put Zach Wheeler out there, so I, I had to shoot you the message and give you some good news. Yeah, that was a little air punch. Um, I was absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, that that one and the uh, the Shohei Otani. So twenty five to one on Robbie Ray in a thirty three to one ticket on Shohei Otani, which hasn't cashed yet, but yep. he's about one to fifty to cash. Uh, so those two have certainly put my uh, my anti post um, or a futures pick, as you would call them. Um, in profit. So yeah, delighted with those two. Um, if you're ready to win money on these playoffs and boost your odds, win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Our exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. So get in and all this MLB playoff action. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. Boosted parlays, in-game odds. And if you sign up today, you'll receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So download Bet and Win. Use the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com. Okay then, Moonaf. So a little bit of uh, news and notes from this weekend before we get our teeth into the the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, And the Mets are not picking up the... Option for Lewis Rowe has to uh, to manage the team for a second year. 
Yeah, we had discussed this, uh, you know, when we were talking about the Mets, and I would, I, was, I said that I'd, I would be very surprised if they bought, uh, brought Luis Rojas back to manage the Mets again. I think they just kind of need to go in a completely different, different direction here. Uh, Matt, we've talked about that volumes, and I think that you were on the right track of picking the Mets, you know, before the season. Um, there's a lot of talent on this team, incredible talent. You know, I'm not going to go through the names again, but, um, you know, you, you have great offensive players. You have probably the best pitcher on your roster when healthy and Jacob DeGrom, a very deep pitching rotation. So you need to get a manager in there now that's going to be able to put it all together for you. And I think there's a lot of potential here for this team. So that this next uh, manager for the Mets is going to be very, very important because we love seeing, you know, baseball needs the New York teams to be, to be good. Right. And for, for, you know, especially fans in New York between the Yankees and the Mets, it's good for baseball. It's kind of like, you know, I talked about on the NBA gambling podcast is that when the New York Knicks are good in basketball, it's good overall for the NBA. So um, you kind of need to get, yeah, like I said, get a manager in there. That's going to be able to, you know, take control of this team that seems like doesn't have a stick up his ass, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, somebody uh, the players can relate to, but also is going to put a great game plan together for a team like the Mets. So, um, you know, I wasn't surprised about the news, but I think that was something worth mentioning that literally just probably came on 20, 20 minutes before we started recording here. Yeah, that's right. It, it's been an odd season. They, they struggled mightily with the analytics wasn't great. They sacked the hitting coach probably about a month into the season Yeah, um, when they couldn't score any runs. We mentioned that regularly, um, that they were really struggling to uh, put runs on the board. Yeah, uh, They couldn't get a run out of... To Grom, Syndergaard was obviously missing. Mm-hmm. Carrasco missed a lot of the season. Yeah, um, and then they brought in Javi Baez. There was a little, there was that weird thing where they were booing the fans, Baez and Lindor, and it was all just a bit fractious and a little bit of a mess. But uh, yeah, come next season, we're going to be talking about them again, uh, and you'll be putting them in. Uh, you'll be picking them for for divisions and leagues <laughs> just because of the names on that roster. So yeah. yeah, like you say, if they can get a if they can get a gaffer who can put things together, then yeah. Um, I'll be I'll be all I'll be all over them again next year. I've I've sort of followed them off a cliff a little bit uh, this season. They were in most of my uh, futures and haven't done me haven't done me proud. Um, I, I will say this: there, there's there's one name to, that's going to be a free agent to kind of keep an eye on because I don't think I think Javi Baez was up for a deal. I think this was the final year on his deal. That's right. But I'm pretty sure that Carlos Correa is not going to be back with the Astros just because okay. they can't afford him. They, they're going to have an opening at that shortstop position. I think Carlos Correa could probably fit in very, very nicely at that shortstop position. So let's bookmark this. I'm going to write that down. I think Carlos Correa is probably a good option for the New York Mets at that shortstop position, and he's also a great bat and a great leader. So uh, I think this is one of the good landing spots for Carlos Correa. Okay, so there's our first 2022 future on the MLB <laughs> Gambling Podcast where they're getting in early. Um the San Francisco Giants, I mean, what is it to say? I mean, won the NL West, wow. 107 yeah. wins. Um, the over 100 at the start of the season was 74 and a half wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's 33 more uh, they've put up. Um, we had them down at winning 77. We were all over the over, I mean, if we'd have cashed that. Um, yeah. The little line on our note, preseason notes is, it says, enough to be competitive. So I think we can score that as a win. They were certainly competitive. Um, they were forty to one uh, to win the to win this um, division. Um, hundred to one for the World Series. 
So, yeah, I mean, 40 to one winner and they just got out of the traps quick and never looked back. They never came back to the field. It's crazy. I think next season we're going to be looking for who's going to be the next uh, San Francisco Giant team. But, I mean, you take a look at this up, this team up and down, right? Their home run leader was Brandon Belt with 29. They didn't have a single guy that had over 90 RBIs. Brandon Crawford was that guy that had 90. Um, nothing spectacular, but they just found ways to win games. I think it was more so that their pitching was really, really good throughout the season. And we had talked about this. I mean, they had guys on this roster, especially in that pitching rotation that uh, kind of had a chip on their shoulder or something to prove. And those are the type of guys that you kind of want on your roster. I mean, I mean, with, with Kevin Gossman, with Anthony Discolfani, uh, Logan Webb has been serviceable for them. Alex Wood, another guy that had a lot to prove that was on that uh, Dodgers roster. So, um, you know, congrats to the San Francisco Giants for what they were able to accomplish this season especially when early on in the season, Malcolm, we were talking how it was going to be a two-horse race between the Dodgers and the Padres. Nobody was talking about the Giants. And, you know, here they are, the NLS champions. I was able to cash a four-to-one ticket on them. So uh, thank you, Giants, for that. But, you know, this is going to be a team to root for in the the National League playoffs. Definitely going to be watching their game. So, uh, again, congrats to the San Francisco Giants. And if you're a fan, you should be very, very excited for this playoff run. Yeah, we were just waiting all the way through April, May, June, right. waiting for yeah. them to blow up and come back. It reminded me of the time um, when Leicester City won the Premier League here. I think it was 2017. Mm. They were 5,000 to one. Wow. They finished sort of fourth bottom. They were, so they were 5,000 to one preseason. And they were top of the league in October. They were top of the league in November and December. And then you have the busy Christmas and New Year period. And everyone's just waiting for them to blow up. And then I think in, in February, they went to Manchester City and won. Yeah, and then went then they went to Arsenal, and and all of a sudden they were there, and they were on, and it just it was absolutely flabbergasted. And this was obviously forty to one, isn't five thousand to one? Uh, yeah. But it seems like it because um, for them to finish in front of, even if you slated them to finish in front of one of those two teams, the Padres or the Dodgers, uh, but to put them both away the way they have has been absolutely brilliant. I've really enjoyed seeing that. Uh, that's been a good fun story. Um. We're brought to you by PropSwap. Um, I'll tell you what, you could have put some 40 to 1 tickets up on PropSwap if you had some giants. All the way through the summer, there were still uh, fancy prices. Um, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com. It's packed with fresh features. If you use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap will match it up to $500. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Okay, then, Moonaf. Uh, home runs. Uh, Vlad got two more over the weekend yeah. um, and finished in a tie with the remarkable performance uh, of Sal Perez at 48. As I just mentioned, we we put up Suarez, Mookie Betts and Moustakis. We weren't even close. Um and yeah, Vlad eventually lived up to the hype uh, that people were slating him to perform um, a couple of years ago. And Sal Perez has just had a, a career year. 100%. I mean, uh, for Vlad to do this at a very, very young age, I mean, finishing the season batting above 300, being tied in the American League with uh, 48 home runs with uh, Salvador Perez, like you just mentioned, uh, you know, a, a great season for the Blue Jays. And 
I think at the beginning of the season, when we you know, when we started uh, doing this podcast, we talked about how Blue Jays are going to be that team in the next couple of years that is going to be competitive in that uh, division. And I think that um, they had a great season from Robbie Ray, who was probably going to win the AL Cy Young. Uh, he was, you know, the uh, strikeout king for this season. Um, great bats. Again, Marcus Simeon, I think, is another guy that had an incredible season that's kind of getting overshadowed because just because of the name of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but he had an incredible season also. So, you know, you have George Springer, you have Bo Bichette, you have Vlad, you have Marcus Simeon, um, just a, 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 ta- a roster and a batting lineup that's loaded with talent. I feel like they just probably need to get one more pitcher, a, a legitimate ace or a, a number two or possibly a number one guy to kind yeah. of pair with Robbie Ray. And this team is going to be set up to really compete in that ALA East division because, again, the Rays, we talk about every single year that we're there. Again, another team that's overshadowed with just finding ways to win. And now you have the Yankees and the Red Sox that are competitive every single year. So uh, Blue Jays, I think, are going to be in that conversation again next year. So you know, congrats to Vlad for having a great season. Um, it's just going to depend on how the voters feel about him getting MVP over Otani. So uh, I think that race might be closer than we think. Um, but again, you know, a great season by uh Vlad. Don't try and jinx my MVP bet, Rudolph, by uh touting <laughs> Vlad up for it. Um, the, I'm just giving credit where credit is due. That that's what I'm trying to you do. You tried to stitch me out of my uh 165 quid beer money, that is. Uh, yeah, um, that Blue Jays rotation seems to be full of like SP two and a half, like after after Robbie Ray, who Robbie Ray going into the season was an SP two and a half as well. Um, uh, Hunjin Ryu and, and uh, Stephen Matz and, and Berrios yeah. a little bit better, but yeah, they, they could do with another another stellar one. I think there's a few things kind of held them back this year that that mitigate even the fact that the, the fact that they've done really well, but points to me that they can do a little bit better this season. George Springer missed a massive chunk of time, yeah. so he'll be looking to get a full season. And they, they played half the season away from home again. In fact, in two different locations. Um, and it's so coincidence that they, they seem to get on that absolute tear uh, when they when they return to Toronto as well. So yeah, I think Toronto will be making it into a few of my shortlists uh, next season. Uh, finally, moon off before we get stuck into a couple of picks. Uh, the NL wild card: Cardinals versus the Dodgers. Yeah, Adam Wainwright versus Max Scherzer. It's going to be on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday. So we'll be back to handicap that one for you guys for sure. But. Um, yeah, again, Cardinals finished the season, what, winning 17 games in a row, uh, securing that number two wild card spot. Dodgers for all the all the glamour that we that they had preseason hype. I mean, this team is still really good. I mean, Trey Turner, I mean, Jesus Christ. It seems like the Dodgers traded for Trey Turner versus Max Scherzer, and Max Scherzer was kind of the throw-in. I think we had mentioned this a while back, but you know, when you have a a one, two, three of Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, and you could throw Justin Turner in there, um, that that's that's amazing to have on your team. And um, you know, uh Dodgers in the wild card game, obviously Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in the national league, and you know, pretty much in a, in in the entire MLB for him to be your starter in this wild card game, it's gonna be incredible. I think a couple of notes that we do need to mention for the Dodgers is that Clayton Kershaw was placed on the IL. Uh, for some, I think, forearm uh, soreness. So I think, you know, depending on how long he's going to be out, I think that's a, a, a blow to the Dodgers because, again, they're already without Trevor Bauer, who's ha- dealing with some personal things, and now not having Clayton Kershaw. So, I mean, you still have Walker Buehler, Max Scherzer, and Julio Urias that can 
that can pretty much uh, take care of business for you. But again, this is going to be a great game on Wednesday also. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that Dodgers lineup would, um, it's enough to make any starting pitcher lose their hair, Moon off. Um, yeah. If uh, if you are losing your hair, um, get over to Keeps. Offers a simple stress-free way to keep your hair, even if you are facing that Dodgers lineup. Uh, convenient virtual doctor consultations delivered straight to your door every three months. No cost treatments start from $10 a month. Discreet packaging and proven results. Plenty of five-star reviews. So act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment. That's keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month free. Okay, Moonaf, this is the one. Uh, now you've got a you've got a vested interest. You have a dog in this fight. Uh, it's the AL wild card going off in round about 27 hours' time. So let's get these picks made and get this out for the people. New York Yankees at the Boston Red Sox. Garrett Cole versus Nathan Yavaldi. The lines are set. We've got the Yankees at minus 125 on the money line. We've got the Red Sox at plus 105. And the total set at eight. Now you've done the heavy lifting here, Moonaf. Uh, you can take us through uh, your handicap into this game because I absolutely loved it. Tell us what we can expect. Yeah, I'll try to sound as uh, unbiased as I can because, like you said, I have a vested <laughs> interest in this game. Yeah. But, yeah, this is going to be a, a great one, right? We talk about one of the, the the best rivalries in all of sports. I think Red Sox and the Yankees are probably at the top of that list. Um, but as far as starting pitchers, we have Garrett Cole, the ace of the Yankees, going for the um, for them on uh, on this wild card game going tomorrow night. Um, and then we have Nathan Valdi, like you mentioned, uh, for the Red Sox. Um, let's start with Garrett Cole here. Uh, regular season stats: he finished sixteen and eight on the season with a three point two three ERA, a one point zero six WHIP, uh, and then on the road. Pretty much the same numbers. He had uh, 10 of his 16 wins were on the road this season, a 3.32 ERA on the road. So let's kind of get into the numbers uh, he had against the Red Sox this season. So uh, against the Red Sox, uh, he finished 2-2 two and two on the season. The ERA is, a, is it's, I think, what we kind of need to dig into is because he had an ERA of 4.91, where his season average was around 3.23. Um 22 innings pitched, 24 hits, 12 earned runs. He allowed five home runs, 31 strikeouts, and nine walks to the Red Sox. So um, and then we can kind of go through the box scores here or, or the four matchups that he had against the Red Sox. Um, we'll go back from starting the first start that he had against the Red Sox, which is back in June 27th. That was a 9-2 to victory for the Red Sox. The next month in July, um, he had two starts of them in back-to-back weeks. So July 17th, he had a 3-1 victory over the Red Sox. I think this game was called in six innings because of weather. Um, But nonetheless, it counted as a victory for the Yankees. The following week, Friday, July 23rd, he took a 6-2 loss against the Red Sox. And then just last week, um, both of these pitchers actually faced each other. Garrett Cole and Nathan Navaldi in that game. It was September 24th where... Uh, the Yankees got to the uh, they got to Nathan Avaldi early in an eight to eight to three victory uh, for the Yankees there. So, like I said, two and two against the Red Sox this season. Um, I know Malcolm, you've talked about Garrett Cole, you know, post sticky stuff, post COVID stuff. 
Uh, we've, you know, we talked about it offline. So I kind of want to get your thoughts also on maybe the recent form of uh, Garrett Cole versus beginning of the season. And then I, I think this will kind of play out for the uh, Yankees and Garrett Cole. I think with the, the name recognition thing that Garrett Cole uh, in these regular season games, he never represents good value or great value. Uh, he can often win, but he's always such a prohibitive price mm-hmm. that you couldn't be you couldn't be picking him. He's often sort of minus two hundred, and he he hasn't really represented that uh, that value. He's never justified being that short of price. Um, we have talked about the COVID stuff, and and um, I've seen we've got an ex personal experience of athletes who. Um, struggle it takes longer for certain athletes to recover other sure. others can bounce back um newcastle have got a goalkeeper who mm-hmm. um our first choice goalkeeper we haven't seen him for four months wow. um this isn't something that um you can just bounce back from and that cole struggled a little bit with that um now this the prices here are actually a, a lot closer together um you don't often see garrett cole at just minus 115 like i say he's often nearer the minus 200 mark yeah. um but you say you put up that that ERA of 4.91. That's mm-hmm. a that's a high number. Uh, yeah. The fact that in the four starts against the Sox, they scored three runs uh, in the first five innings, uh, three times out the four. So yeah, yeah um, the, it it doesn't it doesn't intimidate me at all. It's not. The, there are other stuff. You look at that Scherzer game, and you ex, you're expecting Scherzer to go six or seven innings, two hits. No end runs, eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts. I'm not expecting Cole to do that. Um, so absolutely not. Um, I think I think the the Red Sox are well and truly in this game, Munaf. Um, and uh, Nathan Yavaldi then uh, on the bump for Boston. Um, tell us, uh, tell us how this is going to go. Yeah, I- I'll say this about Garrett Cole. I mean, you know, he's. I think he still is one of the best pitchers in the American League. He's yeah, definitely top five. In, in the entire MLB, right? And let, let's not take anything away from Garrett Cole. I mean, you know, when he was with the Astros, um, he was probably the best pitcher in that span where he's with the Astros, right? He, he led them to, um, you know, postseason run to the World Series. Um, he, I believe he won the Cy Young at the time for the Astros. Um, so let, let's not take anything away. He did have a rough month of all, uh, September. And I think maybe is that dealing with the COVID stuff? Sure, it could be, but... If we take a look at what he did in the month of September, um, 33 in the third innings pitched, he gave up 37 hits and 19 earned runs that posted a 5.13 ERA. Now, for one game for Garrett Cole, can we? is this a point where we can kind of forget about the stats and just say, hey, Garrett Cole, this is just one game, go out and pitch six, seven innings, whatever you can do for us of, you know, if you can only allow two earned runs, and just give ourselves a chance going into the later innings. Is he going to be able to do that? My gut tell me. My gut tells me he can, but I think the key for the Red Sox is going to be having to get to Garrett Cole very, very early within those first two or three innings. And like I mentioned, um, in the in the four starts that he's had against the Red Sox, they've scored at least three runs in those first five innings in three out of the four starts. So I think that's one thing. For, I think both of these pitchers early on. In the first couple innings, which 
which pitcher doesn't have those nerves and which pitcher is really going to settle in in those first three innings and not make mistakes to give the chances to the opposing uh, opposing batting lineup. So that's something we're going to have to keep in mind. So let, let's get to Nathan Evaldi here, uh, Malcolm. Um, by far, I think of the pitching rotation before Chris Sell got back for the Red Sox, he's been the most consistent and best pitcher for the Red Sox. Uh, regular season stats, let's kind of quickly go through them. He finished the season 11-9, and nine, a 3.75 ERA, a 1.19 whip. Um, he is pitching at Fenway um, in this start against the Yankees. 6-4 and four at home this season with a 3.47 ERA. A little bit lower ERA at home, which is, you know, a, a good sign for the Red Sox there for the starting pitching. He and like I think this is an incredible part here is that he has six appearances against the Yankees this season. So mm-hmm. when we talk about pitchers being familiar with the opposing bats, I think for both of these pitchers, you can say Garrett Cole and especially Nathan Evaldi, who's been part of that Yankees organization. And also he's faced them six times this season and pitched 34 innings against them. So two and two, uh, with a 3.71 ERA against the Yankees, 34 innings pitch, like I mentioned. He has given up 38 hits, but this one only translated to 14 earned runs. He's allowed five home runs, 34 strikeouts. I think this is a key one for me. 34 strikeouts, and he's only allowed four walks to the Yankees. Um, and I'll quickly go through the six games. So back in June 4th, a uh, 5-2 to victory over the Yankees. June 26th, a 4-2 victory over uh, the Yankees. Uh, July 17th, this was the game I think they both faced each other. Again, this is the second time, uh, a 3-1 to one victory for the Yankees. I was called in six innings. And then the same week, um, again, I think this is the third or fourth matchup that they're going to have this season between Garrett Cole and Nathan Navaldi. 4-3 to three, uh, loss, Yankees won that game Tuesday, 2-0, uh, August 17th, the Yankees won. And then this past Friday, um, September 24th, or sorry, the previous week, eight to three victory where they got to him very, very early. So um, the, the theme right now for the Red Sox is going to be, like I mentioned, getting to Garrett Cole early and providing Nathan Avali that run support. And I also found a note that the Red Sox in the six starts against uh, Nathan Avaldi are three, two, and one in the first five innings of Avaldi start versus the Yankees. And prior to that last start, I know it might be an outlier, but the Yankees were only averaging 2.6 runs per game in the games that Nathan Navaldi started. So um, uh, let's get your thoughts on Nathan Navaldi. I think we can get to some of the the batting stuff uh, for for these teams. Yeah, I like Nathan Navaldi. Um, he's uh, he's been on my radar for a few years. He's always a, a good fantasy pickup because he gets the he gets the strikeouts. Um, when I watch him, just as 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 a good handicapper. Um, Someone who, who, if if you're giving them the eye test, he he never looks in complete control. He always, yeah, yeah. It seems to me that there's a collapse is just around the corner, and he does need things to go his way. Now, then that happens a lot because he's a very good pitcher. Um, but you will, if you go down the game log, um, you will see the odd blow up. Um, and you've mentioned that that seven the seven run game where they got to him. Um, yeah. earlier in the season. So um, I think you'll need to look on his side. Perfectly capable um, of keeping uh, Boston in this game. The Yankees are a team that will strike out, uh, which which I think suits him. Um, he says he's been okay at home. Um, and it's all fairly consistent. Like um, the, the ERAs, uh, the, the splits are fine. Um, it, 
I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one. I, I do think he's he's capable of keeping them um, competitive, keeping them in the game. Um, and he doesn't put me. He wouldn't put me off if you if you want to back Boston. Uh, Nathan Yavaldi would not uh, being on the being on the hill uh, would not put me off that at all. Um, like I say, I'm not intimidated by by Gerrit Cole's presence, uh, but I'm certainly not put off by Nathan Yavaldi's. I think really it's a uh, the, the the odds reflect the chances. Um, I'm, I think it, the books have probably got it round about right um, in terms of uh, the the start and pitch up. Now, the first five money line, I think that was something you were going to get to when you looked at the bats, Muna. Yeah, and I quickly want to mention um, Nathan Evaldi since the 2018 season when he was with the Red Sox. Um, he's pitched in, let's see, six games here. Um, whether it's been as a relief pitcher or in starts. He has three starts as a postseason pitcher for the Red Sox. And I'll, I'll quickly uh, go through the box score for these because I know we're doing a deep dive here. I think it's important. So let's go back to the 2018 season where Nathan Navaldi did start against his Yankees team uh, where the Red Sox won, I think it was game seven, um, sorry, game three of the American League Divisional Series. And he went... Seven innings in that game, allowed five hits, one earned run. Um, and then against Houston, who do have a pretty good, pretty good bats. Uh, six innings, six hits, two earned runs. He had a couple couple of relief um relief appearances in that same uh season, I think, when they won the last ring. And then back his last start was against the Dodgers, where he went six innings, three hits, and allowed two earned runs. So to kind of sum it up, I know I read off a lot there. In that 2018 season, I know it's about two to three years later, he went 22 and a thirds inning pitched, five hits, only allowed four earned runs in that span and posted an ERA of 1.61. So he has that postseason experience. In his mind, he knows this is a big game. And as well as Garrett Cole, he's been in this situation also. With It's been with the Yankees, whether it's been with the Astros. Uh, so these are two big-time pitchers that have been in the moment of pitching in big baseball games. And it doesn't get any bigger than this right now because obviously the winner of this is going to go on to, uh, you know, be in the divisional series against, I believe the uh, Astros. So uh, I'm sorry, uh, no, the Rays. So this is going to be a, a, again, a fun game. Uh, Let's get to the batting here real quick. Um, So I think this is worth mentioning because DJ LeMahieu and Luke Voigt are both on the IL. And I think that's pretty significant for the Yankees bats. What I'm looking for in this game outside of Stanton and judge Who's going to be that guy that's going to step up for them? Is it going to be Galeber Torres? Is it going to be Ursula? Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but I think they're going to have to find somebody else to step up outside of Stan and Aaron Judge uh, if they're going to have a chance to win this game or if they do want to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, funny you mentioned DJ LeMahieu and Luke Voigt. For, um, three Yankees uh, have taken uh, Yvaldi deep this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of them are LeMahieu and Voigt. Uh, yeah. The other one is Giancarlo Stanton, who's actually done it twice. But um, I think Andy Rizzo uh, might have to be that guy. But this is a this yeah. is a Yankees team who we know are important, but we've already mentioned they uh, managed one hit last night against the Rays. Yeah. It's not like they were putting, they had 10 base runners. There wasn't traffic on the bases, ducks on the pond all night. They had one hit until they put a little rally together. And I think they got a walk and eventually uh, Rizzo got a hit and then Judge squeezed one through an infield that Tampa Bay had drawn in. Um, so they're not uh, 
they're not in, in red hot form. They haven't been all weekend. Tampa Bay have kind of done a job on them this weekend, actually, yeah. um, to me. They were kind of were holding them at arm's length a little bit, cartoon style. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Someone has got to step up because, you know, Stanton and Judge will take their swings. But, yeah, I think maybe Andy Rizzo uh, might be the danger man. You're looking at possibly Gary Sanchez or someone. It, it's it's going to be someone like that who's who's going to hit a bomb. Like, you, um, yeah. Because there's no one really consistently putting it together. Uh, who are going to get on base, work work around the bases, and uh, and get runs home that way? So yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right to ask that question, Muna. And I think the key for both of these pitchers is going to be keeping this ball in the ballpark because there's we'll go through like we'll go through the numbers here in a second with the batters like in the uh, a bet that you've highlighted is that Stan has been hitting the ball very very well over these past couple of weeks. Uh, he had a grand slam against the uh, Red Sox when they had that Sunday night game. Aaron yes. Judge, another guy that can get it over the monster. So for Nathan Avaldi, it's going to have to be about keeping this ball in the ballpark. And I think if he's able to do that, that gives the the uh, Red Sox a good chance to you know win this game or, or you know yeah obviously win this game. So um, again, it, if, we, we talk about he's had um, he's had two games against the Yankees this season yeah. uh, where they haven't hit a homer off him. Um, I haven't got the game log in front of me now, but I did notice that earlier on. I don't remember how many, there were, there were decent starts, six, six, seven inning starts, uh, where the Yankees failed to hit it out. Uh, and the Yankees don't very often fail to hit one out. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that then those, those really are the, those are the keys for me is, again, those two pitchers early on, let's see which one can settle in into this game. And then for both of these pitchers, whichever pitcher is able to settle in and keep the ball in the ballpark, uh, we'll, we'll give their team to a chance to win that game for me i feel like the the red sox have a more complete deeper lineup if that makes sense yeah uh with guys that can hit for uh base hits and then you have guys that can hit for power the one thing that does concern me is that jd martinez did leave the game on sunday with a sprained ankle so we're not sure if he's going to be able to go or uh how effective he will be but knowing jd martinez he will probably be out there playing in that dh spot so um that's pretty much the handicap that I have for this game. I think that we kind of highlighted the good points and um not sure if you want to add anything else or, or, or anything. So what's that kind the, of what's the official, you. the official play moon off? Yeah. So for me, uh, yeah, we'll just get right into the pick. I'm going to go with the Red Sox first five inning money line because I don't trust this bullpen. And I think that if the Red Sox are going to lose this game, it's going to be because of the bullpen or because Nathan Navaldi gets shelled in that first or second inning. So uh, I'm going with the Red Sox for five inning money line here. I think the key, like I said, is Nathan Navaldi. If he can get through the first two or three innings, then he should probably be able to coast here because when he gets in trouble early, it doesn't go well for him. But like we mentioned, the handicap with Navaldi, it does it, it, he does pretty well against the Red Sox, right? He had one bad start like last week, like we mentioned on that September 24th game. But other than that, he's been pretty consistent. Like we mentioned, six appearances, 34 innings pitch is a pretty good sample size. Cole, again, another the guy that we mentioned that's starting for the Yankees, struggled with post-COVID in the post-sticky stuff. I mean, you know, the month of September kind of says that. 33 innings pitched, like we mentioned, he allowed 19 earned runs and posted a 5.13 ERA in September. I think the key for me is that if you have, if you get to Cole early, the Red Sox can have a great chance to win this game at least in the first five innings. I Like I said, I don't trust the bullpen for this Red Sox team. That's why I'm taking the first five innings money line here for uh, for this game. 
I think Valdi pitches well, and I'm going to take them, the Red Sox, first five inning money line, I believe. Let me pull that up for you. I should have wrote that number down. Uh, here we go. First five innings. It is um, – it's pretty much out of pick, so it's minus one hundred five on the on the uh, Red Sox, minus one fifteen for the uh, Yankees. So I'm going to go with the Red Sox first five inning money line as my official pick for this game. Yeah, um, I like the Red Sox too. I'm letting you. I like to say I'm letting you do the heavy lifting. Uh, I've picked a couple of fluffy, a couple of fluffy ones, which I'll take you through in a minute. But um, I mean, if you if you put a, a line through the pitchers' names here and look at that that record of a, of a September ERA of 5.13, and you can tell me that you can get plus money against the opposition, um, then you'd absolutely slap your hand off. You'd think you'd be talking about uh, one of these um, one of these Texas pitchers or a Baltimore pitcher yeah. uh, with the ERA up there. So, um, yeah, that's the, the pick. First five, uh, Boston. Absolutely love it, Moonoff. Um, I will do some heavy lifting when it comes to a couple of matchups later in the week because you did all of that and you left me to deal with all the silliness. Um so I had a little look at the home run markets. Um, Yankees Red Sox, June the 27th uh, against Garrett Cole. Rafael Devers home run. Uh, July the 23rd, Yankees Red Sox in a matchup against Garrett Cole. Rafael Devers home run. September the 24th, Red Sox Yankees, Garrett Cole, Rafael Devers home run, Munaf. Um, I mean, the clues are there. So uh, <laughs> Devers is plus 350. Um to hit a homer. Uh, he did it last night. He's in good form. He's got his eye in. Uh, hit a big, what was it, eighth inning, uh, two-run yeah. homer to give them the lead. Mm. And if you wanted a little parley, even bigger price, plus 500 uh, to hit a home run in a Red Sox victory is Rafael Devers. Um, if you are determined to take a Yankee, um, as I said, Yvaldi um, has been taken deep twice this season by Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, not sure of the price, but it'll be, be similar. Uh, maybe plus three twenty-five roundabout. Um, so yeah, if you want to take a Yankee, if you're a Yankee fan, you don't want to take Rafael Devers, then uh, Stanton's probably your best bet there. But yeah, I took Devers for, for our pizza bet uh, just to um, just to compliment uh, Moonaf's deep dive on the numbers. Uh, and I think Moonaf, um, we've uh, we've got it all covered. Yeah, that kind of brings us to the line, and just to so that. Uh... Stan, uh standpoint that you just mentioned. Um, he's right at the same about the same price as Devers to hit a home run. He's at plus 360. And then uh if Stan hits a home run and the Yankees when it's around, same price at plus five hundred. So um this is gonna be a fun matchup. Uh, you know, there's there's heavy hitters on both sides of this team. Um, again, I think like we've mentioned and like I mentioned, it's just gonna come down to the pitchers and whichever manager does a better job of managing the game, the game within the game, you know, getting the right bullpen yeah. guys out there. For me, like I said, I don't trust this Red Sox bullpen, so I won't be surprised if they <laughs> blow the lead, if they have one in the innings and Yankees pull it out. But, um, you know, as far as picking the game, obviously I'm going to be rooting for the Red Sox to win this and advance against the Rays. And then, uh, you know, uh, it's always a good day when you beat the Reds, uh, sorry, when you beat the Yankees and knock them out of the playoffs. But, um uh, I won't be surprised if the Yan- Yankees do win this game either. So um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, playoffs are here, and um, let, let's 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 uh, let's start off with a win. Yeah, good luck, Moonaf. I uh, genuinely, um, I'll be I'll be rooting uh, for the Red Sox on your behalf. I don't have a dog in the fight, uh, but the presence of your team is good enough uh, for me <laughs> to root for. So yeah, 
Good luck with that. Uh, equally for a Yankees fan, I don't care if you win or lose, frankly. Uh, it's all fun and games to me. Um, and if you're just having a bet, uh, then good luck. Um, and hopefully, like you say, we're gonna. I do feel, moving off, we're going to absolutely rifle through these playoffs. Like, uh, we're going to finish strong uh, and take a whole load of momentum uh, in the next season. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks. So yeah, we'll be back in sometime in the next 48 hours, I reckon, yeah. um, to preview the uh, the second the second wild card game between the Cards and the Dodgers, and then get our teeth into the uh, the the divisional series, which will be kicking off before we know it. Um, so enjoy the game. Uh, enjoy the next couple of days action. Uh, good luck with your bets if you're having any. Thank you very much, Moonaf. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, the usual places, you know where to go, SGPN, uh, like, subscribe, etc. Um, thank you for listening, people. Um, good luck, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>